Welcome back to Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill episode number 129 when we go back, back to, the, to the, past the past and read a comic book from the yesteryear of publishing. You can find us every Sunday on ChrisandReggie.com or subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and by submitting two proofs to purchase from Fago Soft Drinks and a self-addressed stamped envelope. And that'll, mm. that'll get you, I suppose, a cassette tape. Probably. And then you will have like to a go single. Like a single, single and you will yeah. and you will have to slip it from its O card and find a uh, cassette player. Uh, <laughs> the the book we're reading today, it should be a clue as to what comic or what kind of comic it is. It was selected at one time by a friend and patron Toby Hagen, who is on Twitter at Toby Hagen. What book is that going to be, Chris? Going to be Insane Clown Posse, The Pendulum, number one. This has a cover date of January 2000. It was published by Chaos Comics, written by Jesse McCann, from a, from a story by Jump Steady, whoever they are. We'll, we'll um, find out all about it. We'll you. find out soon. <laughs> uh, penciled by Jerry Beck, inked by Sandu Florea, colored by Color Graphics, lettered by Comic Craft's Asuka Gongora. The cover is by Jerry Beck, Andrew Sandu Floria, and Atomic Paintbrush. The premium cover is by Color Graphics. It was edited by Greg Pisani and Mike Francis. Uh, graphic designer attached to this is Mike Flippin. This had a cover price of $5.95 USD and $8.95 Canadian. In 2000, and, uh, no less, by the way. Yeah, that, that's a lot, it, of, it, a lot of jack. It is a 32-page comic, though. I will say that much. It's, it's oversized. Yes. And uh, for more information on the history and the discography of the Insane Clown Posse, you can check out an old episode of ours. That's Cosmic Tre Treadmill episode number 113, where we read ICP Halls of Illusion number one. That came out in 2002. Yeah, we're actually reading a earlier comic. In yeah. This, but, but this can be considered our second part of a series on Insane Clown Posse comics. So... Uh, you need to hear the first one. That's all the backstory. That's going to be relevant to some of the stuff we talk about later. We're going into it assuming that you know at least yes. the basics of, of the history of the Insane Clown Posse. Uh, also, incidentally, the comic we're going to read has some pretty explicit violence, adult themes, and bad language. We've smoothed it all over in the usual <laughs> Cossack treadmill style. You know, we've substituted the necessary words. But mm -hmm. you might want to listen to this one out of earshot of little kids or your boss at work or anybody that could be offended by such content. It is, uh, this ain't your uh, little Lulu comic, right? Something no. like that. No, no, it ain't. So first let's talk about uh, the writer, Jesse Leon McCann, born 1955. Attended Hawthorne High School in Hawthorne, California, and studied theater at El Camino College. He worked for the customer service at Diamond Distributors and began writing for DC Comics, Animaniacs, and Pinky and the Brain comic books in 1996. He wrote for Chaos Comics beginning in 1997, contributing to Nightmare Theater Number 3, had a cover date of November in that year. And uh, that was more or less his career up to the time of this comic that we're going to read. Uh, he wrote Pinky and the Brain, Animaniacs, and various other insane clown posse comics through to the 21st century. Uh, more recently, he's written for DC Comics' current crop of all-ages-friendly books, as well as some titles for uh, Bongo Comics. That's the Simpsons folks that we love, you know. 
Yes, uh, we're going to hop to the other side of the table. we got Jerry Beck, born September 6, 1970 in Columbus, Ohio. His first published work was in Grimlock. That was 1995 with Tony Vaccaro. That was published through Empire Comics. Uh, the the comic book is not about the transforming dinosaur. They're very disappointing to me, by the yes. way, but okay. <laughs> uh, he contributed to the anthology series Hall of Heroes Presents in issue number three. That was October 1996 cover date. And the story called Power of the Golem, and that was written by Doug Brama. Uh, for Top Dollar Comics, he drew the series The Crow Slash Razor, colon, Kill the Pain. That was five issues, April through October 1998 cover dates. In 2001, Jerry began work on a series of comics based on the movie franchise Halloween. Those also came out through Chaos Comics. Also for Chaos, he contributed issues for Evil Ernie, Undertaker, and ICP. Now, Image Comics published his series Jerry Beck's Something Wicked. That was three issues running from October 2003 through February 2004 cover dates. Jump over to 2006, he contributed cover and interior art for Jack the Lantern, colon, 1942, number one. That was May of that year for Castle Rain Entertainment. In 2009, he drew Dark Delicacies, number one, January of that year. Uh, that was through IDW Publishing. And uh, now he uh, he hangs out with female bodybuilders, I, I, I think, right? It seems something, yeah. It's, uh, there's kind of a little... Uh... Vo- you know, a little void in the history, as as often happens <laughs> when we do our research. And then he's hanging out with female bodybuilders in the more recent years. Uh, he's actually he's actually done artwork for them for some of uh, their professional work, and they have uh, glowing things to say about him. But I don't know how that happened or really when it did. So, yes. Uh, That's good for him. So anyway, uh, after choosing a one-time ICP member and Violent J's brother, Jump Steady, as the writer for the series, the group decided to release new singles with each issue of the series that we're going to read. Due to other responsibilities, however, the duo was unable to record new material for several issues, which led to some delays and the use of older songs instead of new ones in the uh, packages. Each 32-page issue of the comic was polybagged with a CD single. In a cardboard sleeve, the reverse of all 12 sleeves could be combined to form a poster. And we've got that full picture in the show notes on the site, chrisandreggie.com, so you don't have to feel like you've been left out of this incredibly, yes. uh, this incredible piece of artwork. Uh, now, we're going to play snippets from each song also before we talk about the comics involved. Uh, from the original singles-based version of the collection. A 12-song album titled The Pendulum Tome came out in 2002, but had a slightly different track listing just to drive collectors insane. Yes. Uh, And, by the way, there are radio edits, and they're all done by yours truly, so if they sound amateurish, (laughs) there is a reason. (laughs) Now we go to ICP, The Pendulum Number 1. The first song for the first issue is The Amazing Maze which was also released on the 2000 compilation album Psychopathics from Outer Space. It features Jamie Madrox, one half of the hip-hop duo Twisted, as well as the alter ego for Marvel Comics, Multiple Man. Well, in in name only, of right. course. Right, it's not actually Multiple Man. It's not really him. Yeah. What up, bitch? I'm Volatate. I'll be a guy for the day. Okay? Good. Got mad doors and mad floors. Hallways, carways, walls for days. Make a laugh. Before you make your right And your left should be to your right If your left's right, right, good Begin the show Go ahead, boy, and open up 
up the first down. Uh. Welcome to a theatrical thriller. Me, Jack Doobie, a serial killer with a chainsaw. He thinks your arm at the elbow. You get it back if you make it out, though. Fuck, ain't no use crying all day. You need to take a bitch ass back down the hallway. You gotta be a man, at least you learn everything you get in the maze. You fun. Keep running, time's it. So the cover of uh, ICP, the pendulum number one, has two spooky clown faces, one smiling and one frowning, and they're reverse-colored yellow and red, the two of them. Uh, they appear to be rising out of some candles that are sticking out a couple of skulls, and they're also juggling alternating red and yellow ball- fireballs. We're going to learn more about these guys later on. These are the amazing Jekyll brothers. The mm-hmm. series logo for this comic, uh, it ain't great. Right? No. Do you think that's fair to say, Chris? That's a very fair statement. Uh, a little bit of the font called Funhouse in the uh, atop, and some borrowing from Metallica's logo design. It doesn't really grab you in the end. Uh, it reads Insane Clown Posse, The Pendulum. For Chaos Comics Corner Box and another box stating uh, warning explicit content, as well as the Psychopathic Records Hatchet Man logo, those occupy the two bottom corners. Uh, this is defined as number one of a 12 uh, right here on the cover, uh, something that some publishers today are not so forthcoming about. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a variant cover, well, excuse me, a premium cover. Right, right. It has the same, it's the same logo on top, and uh, but it's now on fire, uh, digitally on on fire. Ooh, very extreme. Yeah, yeah the uh, premium cover depicts the fellows that will come to know as Violent J and Shaggy Too Dope, that is Insane Clown Posse, emerging from some ominous green mist. While two uh, punk rock zombies of some kind, they uh, taunt mm. them from the evil darkness. We'll meet these guys later, too. This is Monoxide and Jamie Madrox, but not that Jamie Madrox. The variant is also signed uh, by Jerry Bex and Sandu Florea in a traditional 1990s weathered scroll style, right? That's Yes. You had to have that. <laughs> if you were Greg Capullo, Jim Lee, they all had to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, McFarlane had it, too. Uh, same stuff at the bottom corners on the regular cover. And I got to say, Chris, I, I do like putting that stuff at the bottom cover, at the bottom corners really does let the artwork stand yeah, out more, sure. which in this case isn't. A great thing, but as a, as a as a design idea, it's it's interesting. Anyway, I just thought that was it was, you know, let let the let the company play the back seat, let the artwork for sure. speaking so to be the be the front front and center thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now the inside cover has the issues credits, also the series logo, and a message from the author or someone. This person doesn't actually identify themselves. Uh, now, the layout for this page is identical to that issue of Halls of Illusion that we read, uh, what, almost 20 weeks ago in episode 113? That's right. It seems like, uh, a, actually it feels like a couple of weeks ago, but it was actually a long time was, ago. Yeah, uh, yeah I, we assume this is the author because it was the author on the inside of Halls in of Illusion. Last time, yeah. So, But we don't know for sure. But anyway, the note reads, The Dark Carnival Approaches. Yo there, Juggalos. In your sweaty little hands is the Pendulum Number 1, the first of 12 special issues, each one containing a CD with a new song from ICP. When you got all 12 issues, you have the whole Pendulum album. Plus, there's a piece of of a puzzle on the front of each CD jacket. So when you put all 12 together, you get the baddest ICP poster ever. So make sure you get to your local comic shop and tell them to pre-order a copy of every issue of The Pendulum so you don't miss out. And what's up with the clowns, you ask? 
The apocalypse is drawing near as the wicked clowns face off against their toughest opponents yet. The evil being known as the creature has called forth his shadow warriors, twisted to destroy once and for all the insane clown posse. Will Twisted be able to stop ICP from ruining the creature's plans for world domination? Step inside and behold the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Now the story opens on a rainy night in Detroit, Michigan. Outside of Generation X tattoo parlor, uh, Shaggy Two Dope comes stumbling out of the shadows and he's wielding an axe. Uh, we got blood pouring out of his side. Uh, Shaggy appears to be very badly wounded. Violent J isn't far behind Shaggy Two Dope, and he's got a similar axe uh, resting on his shoulder. His looks to be a little bloody along the edge. Yeah, caption reads. All units, be advised, suspects are armed and dangerous. Suit leaving the residence at 3324 Broading Street, the uh, mayor's estate. The body count is now 14, including the mayor. I repeat, suspects are armed and dangerous. And then, in the same style of caption, uh, but which we can contextually tell is Shaggy Tudop's voiceover. Yeah, Shaggy says, Damn, why I always got a blade. An evil clown on fire with the number four carved on his forehead yells, Booyah! at the bottom of the first panel. We have Shaggy Tudop's internal monologue continues. I mean, I ain't being negative and spit, because when I'm bleeding like a stuck pig, I think of my body as half full of blood instead of half empty. Hey, you can apply that same positivity to your brain matter. <laughs> you probably should. <laughs> but when you've been stabbed and shot enough times like me, you can't help but be like, Fork the world! It will be great for your rap career, though. Shaggy Two Dope slumps down and sits on a curb, blood spilling from his abdomen. Violent J comes up from behind him to offer some support. Hey, Shags, I'm gonna go back and get that forking cop who shot you. Just chill here for a bit and do the tush push. Is that anything like the butt strut? It might be. <laughs> and watch where you spill your blood, you asshole. You almost got it on my new Nikes. Yeah, they look like they're from the Jason Voorhees collection. The health of us. And quit crying. I need a doctor. I need a doctor. Spit. At a time like this, all you can think about is yourself. Stop being selfish. Has he even asked for a doctor? I don't think he's even spoken aloud yet this entire time. I don't think so. I don't think he said no. one word. But uh, <laughs> the, it, still, it still doesn't speak aloud. And a voiceover says, ouch, fork. The worst part about Jay's comments is he knows I have a hard time remembering the steps to the tush push. Well, that right there is your problem. It doesn't actually have any steps at all. That's right. It's all in the butt, baby. It's all in the butt. <laughs> uh, now, two cops are driving around with their sirens blaring, and for some reason, they look like they're, you know, like really high on angel they dust look right crazy, now. crazy, right? Like, what? So strange. <laughs> like, good God. <laughs> we got their eyes bugging out, and they look more strained and sweaty than any normal extreme era character, you know? <laughs> like, a life felt like, whoa. I'm taking I mean, notes they, on they look like they're being actively tased while they're sitting there. They're, they're so <laughs> true. Strained. Like, what's happening? It's true. Maybe that's because they just got some bad news over their radio, though. That's possible. They hear, Officer down. I repeat, Officer down. Where the hell's that backup? Aw, oh, jeez. Ted's throat. Officer Murphy's throat is cut bad. Can't stop the bleeding. Suspects have fled into an alleyway north of Warren Avenue. Aw, oh, jeez. I think I shot one. If you find a dead body, I'll know if it's the one I shot or not. That's right, I can tell. He had that thing in <laughs> that pocket. Uh, it was weird. Yeah. Suspects are the ones we're after. Clowns, makeup, and and axes. I'm pretty sure I shot one before. 
Wait, hold on. I think I see something. The two officers racing to the scene look like their skeletons are close to bursting out of their skins. Uh, the cop in the passenger seat is clutching a shotgun, and he looks really on edge. The driver then picks up the, uh, you know, microphone thingy. Charlie, this is Unit 151. We're almost there. What do you see? Over. Uh, I see, I see. Holy fuck! Charlie, I repeat, what do you see? The cops turn a corner to find Violent J chasing Charlie, who is running toward their car. Violent J has his axe raised and ready to swing down on Charlie. Do Charlie <laughs> runs into the police car and bounces off the windshield, shattering it. He rolls off the hood and right to Violent J's feet, looking battered and broken. And then Violent J utters what might be the uh, piece de resistance here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we be feeling our Wheaties today. What? I mean, what does that even mean? I don't. I, I, I don't understand. You feel well, your Wheaties? Who who who's feeling Wheaties? And then what what does that do? Uh, <laughs> so now we cut over to the Solution Compound somewhere in Louisiana. A man in a purple robe pours red wine into a goblet. The robe has a patch with some fiery symbol on the breast. He's got a really bad haircut and some chin fuzz, which really wasn't that uncommon a look in the late 90s. Uh, he overlooks a courtyard where it looks like several people are hanging by their necks from gallows, and it's a pretty grisly scene. Yeah, this mystery guy says, Ah, yes, I have them. I sent the wicked clowns, the clowns of Tango with some of my roaches, and my pets have lost. A voice emerges from the shadows behind this mystery man whose goblet of wine is now on fire. Well, that must be some hell of a stock he's got there. Yeah. A good year. Uh, the voice belongs, by the way, to a demon named Monoxide. Yes, he goes, Such is the fate of your pets. It is their destiny. From the moment they are born, the underworld screams for their souls. <laughs> Those who follow you are like stones thrown into a deep, dark pool of eternal damnation. Monoxide, is that rancor I hear in your voice? Not at all, my lord. Do not forget, the pendulum swings in two directions. It'll soon be swinging my way. Remember that I am the solution. I am everything. I mean, I'm not Michael Jordan. That guy is amazing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not looking crazy now, you know. <laughs> I'm below that, though. Uh, yeah. Another demon has joined Monoxide in this spooky place, and he looks almost identical. This would be the aforementioned Jamie Madrox. Mm, Monoxide goes, Master, do not think we are not satisfied. We are pleased. You have pulled us from the void, for it is a place of great suffering. But we cannot forget that it is a place devised by your hand for people like us. Your, how do you say, roaches? Hey, uh, don't get mad at the guy because he's got a great business plan, okay? You can do the same thing. You could. You could. No one's stopping you. Mm -hmm. Now, the, uh, the guy in the purple robe throws his goblet of burning wine at the demonic pair, and it shatters on a wall behind them with a crash tinkle, uh, which is weird because... Uh, it looked like it was made out of metal, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I could have sworn. I would have sworn it was gold. The way it, yeah. it's all covered in gems too. You just don't expect that to be made like of a, glass. Yeah. Uh, so then the uh, mystery man says, "Enough. You belong to me. You always have. Know your place, Shadow Demon, or I send you back to suffer like never before." We are ready to do your bidding, Master. For even though we are not truly alive, we are appreciative of the life you have restored to us. And Jamie Madrox says. 
And even though we are not truly dead, we are content that we carry death with us like a black shroud instead of being buried in one. What, you don't like the color? I mean, the funeral home has plenty of styles for you to choose one. from. <laughs> right? I'm telling you. It's a There's a catalog. The... It's... <laughs> we should take a look later on. <laughs> Good. Then you know what you must do. Um, uh, the, the, the reader could use a little help here, though. I, we could definitely use a little help. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Take delight in killing the clown, but be warned, they are powerful adversaries. Monoxide looks out on the courtyard of hanging bodies, making a picturesque scene in front of a settling setting sun. It looks like there's like a dragon flying by. Where this is not? Is this Louisiana still? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will destroy them for you, master. Do not underestimate them. Between two fingers that are more like talons, Jamie Madrox and Monoxide pick up shards of the glass that broke behind them, then drag them on their faces and tongues, which create bloody wounds. And uh, I, I guess this is what demons call fun. You know, I, got, you know, I looked at this for a while, wondering why they were doing this. I think it's yeah. just it's just to be evil, just to show how evil and horrible they yeah. are. Uh, Jamie <laughs> Madrox says, But I would advise you to take heed of your own warning, my lord, for all creatures are deceiving. It is human and inhuman in nature. And shadows tend to be the most deceiving and elusive of all. So, uh, would those be the, uh, human or inhuman deceptions you were talking about? The shadows, I mean, if a human makes a shadow, is that human? Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, before we go too deep, let's go back to the to Southwest Detroit here, where uh, Shaggy Two Dope is still bleeding out into the street. Uh, at this point, Violent J has returned to give him a hand. All right, then. I'm out of Don't lose your panties just yet. Violent J picks Shaggy Two Dope up and walks him to a pawn shop, where he then drops Shaggy Two Dope on the ground unceremoniously. The pawn shop is closed, but he can see a purple jack-in-the-box in the window. Some green light issues from behind the box, and it slides through the front window, and it grows bigger and lands on the ground before a violent J. Hey, box, turn your crank. We need some hoodoo voodoo. Be silent. The box pops open, and a crazy-looking giant green clown bursts forth, uh, sending green mists crawling ev- mist crawling everywhere. Uh, the thing is, like, if the uh, Joker got crossed with uh, Clint Eastwood. Okay, maybe the, even the Joker from The Dark Knight Returns. Just a very old-looking Joker. Mm. <clears throat> the Dark Carnival knows what you need, always. The prophets have summoned us because of Shaggy's mortal wound. Alas, the carnival will not assist them today, for our power ebbs and flows. Plus, there's a Tigers-Cardinals game tonight on TV. Can't miss that. Not where the, not the region they are. Nope. Shaggy will not die. A cripple he will be for the rest of his days. The hour of darkness is upon him. And then Shaggy says, Fork that, bitch. And then the box clown says again, there is a solution to this puzzle. The key to salvation is a sanctuary in the midst of a realm of corruption and sin. Holy hands placed on the wounded man will grant him a new life through the power of divine influence. All right. If he if he mentions Tony Robbins, I'm closing this book and walking away. I don't want to. I can't. I can't do it. We've that, been through that once. That afterlife. That. Yeah. Forget yeah. that. I gave that guy so much money. <laughs> Beware of shadows that lurk with deadly intent. The night holds dangers that surge like a silent tide. The green entity withdraws back into the impossibly small box. 
leaving Violent J and a bleeding Shaggy Two Dope standing on the dark rain-soaked street. Ain't that a bitch? Violent J picks up Shaggy Two Dope and drags him to somewhere helpful. Presumably, I guess he'll know it when he sees it. Spit, come on, we can't let you bleed all over Detroit's nice clean streets. As they pass by them, two women are startled by what they see. Yeah, we're not sure if it's the clown makeup or the fact that they're bloody men or, or maybe both. Maybe a little of everything. But one of the women says, Eck! Sorry, little sisters. No time for sack smacking now. Teabag you later. Uh, yeah, that, that might also have something to do with her reaction, possibly. Maybe. That, that maybe. wonderful language. Very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the two come to a large cathedral and Violent Jade drop Shaggy 2 Dope on the stairs while he contemplates his next action. What do you say, dope ball salt? Any mother fork in port in the stream, eh? Violent J drags Shaggy 2 Dope up the stairs and kicks open the tall oaken front doors, and the two of them shuffle inside from the pouring rain. At a yellow, yellow stained glass window, a guy in a mustache wearing a priest's robe wields a shotgun, and he cocks it when he notices the wicked clowns. Yeah, he says, You got ten seconds to leave this place, and eight of them are already done. Or in the name of God, I swear I'll strike you down like an avenging angel. The man in the robe aims that shotgun barrel squarely at Violent J. But Violent J uses the power of jokes. Mm-hmm. Hey, can't you see this man I carry is one of the holiest around? We came here for some help. Mm-hmm. Look here, man. This ain't no hospital. And from the looks of you two, he probably got that wound in some kind of gang hit. Sorry, but I used to run in a gang. I refuse to help anybody who make it hard for good, God-fearing people to walk the streets at night. Violent J grabs the shotgun from the man's hands uh, to his great shock. He points the gun at the man in the mustache who is now cowering. Oh, as I was saying, uh, the Lord says, judge not lest ye be judged. Let God's mercy be upon you, good brother, and bring your friend to lay up down on a pulpit. Come on, Shags. Violent J drags Shaggy Two Dope up the steps to the pulpit and lays him out on the cloth. Along the way, he drops the shotgun in the outstretched arms of a statue of uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, the uh, man in the priest robe says, Thank you, Lord, for showing me yet another sign of my struggles to stay on the path to your glory. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Lord, I will feel no evil. But what about a shotgun, Lord? Where is that covered in your holy book? I think that's somewhere in the middle. Uh, titles, uh, title, uh, oh, Winset, Winchester, I believe. That's right. I believe that's, that's where they, right, mm-hmm. right near Leviticus, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the guy in the robe attends to Shaggy Two Dope lying on the altar. Don't worry, Preach. We only need a bit of a miracle to save my friend Shaggy here. What is your line of work? That is your line of work, ain't it? Hey, it's true that Laura works in strange and mysterious ways, but there's nothing mysterious about that gunshot wound. I say your friend is going to die unless you get him to a hospital. Not an option. Yeah, they might make him take his clown makeup off, and then what? Mm-hmm. Then Man, what? I'm not a doctor. What can I do? Faith healing. What's your name anyway, priest? Jesus. Well, that's, that's a little on the nose, isn't it? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Now live up to the name. What do you want, for him to die and come back to life after two days? <laughs> How do you live up to that? Uh... Uh, what's your name? Violent J. But my friends call me Vile. Mm-hmm. I was afraid you were going to say something like that. I hope you don't live up to yours. 
Well, considering he just dragged his dying friend in here with blood gushing from a gunshot wound, uh, I'd say he probably earned that nickname already, yeah, he right? He probably live in that name, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> now, uh, Jesus uh, begins to get nervous about performing this miracle, which, uh, to be fair, is probably similar to how the original Jesus felt. Yeah, I'm sure he got stage fright. Okay, he was, sure. he was a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus says, look, I'd never done anything like this before. What if I fail? You won't fail. You have faith in God? Then let his power channel through you. If you believe it'll happen, it will. If you think you'll fail, then you will. Then we'll see where your true, true faith lies and whether you're really going to heaven or not. Wow. Violent J just turned this thing into a 16th century witch trial all of a sudden. Like, yeah. Whoa. Suddenly it's like, it's like do or die for this guy. If you survive the drowning, we'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, now, Jesus folds his hands together in prayer and decides to give this a shot. Oh, merciful Lord. Heal this man that lies before me. His body is shaken by wounds that are Satan's doing. He is now ready to enter your heavenly gates, Lord. Do you hear me, Lord? I ask that you heal his body from all afflictions before my body receives so much the same. Now, outside the church, the demons Monoxide and Jamie Madrox appear in some black swirling mist. One of them has a big knife, and the other one is, is bandying a meat hook. Yeah, Jamie says... They receive help from this house. I fear that soon we will be at full strength, Madrox. Be patient. We finessed the nightscape, so victory is assured. Agreed. We must savor the mortal realm as long as possible, for it is filled with so many pleasures. Yeah, you know, they're making Hershey's bars with Reese's Pieces in them now. Have you seen these? Yeah, they're pretty wild. It's like a brand new world, I'm telling you. This is the way life Mm -hmm. should be. (laughs) What of the priest? He may prove a nuisance. Wow, for two guys that just showed up, they really are well-informed. But I think they're they're better informed than we are about what's going on. What's happening here? They must have read the the, the zero issue. Probably, yeah. Uh, Jamie Madrox says, He shall be dealt with. Our lesser brethren brethren are hungry. Behind them in the swirling fog, pairs of evil-looking eyes pop open. Back in the church, Jesus lays a hand on Shaggy Two-Dope's wound, and when he does, a brilliant yellow light floods the room. Lord, bless this man with your mercy, kindness. Bestow upon him your healing power. Restore him, Lord, I pray to you. Ah, It's useless, I tell you, man, I'm no healer. Maybe not, but you sure whipped up a hell of a light show, my friend. Uh, then Shaggy Tudope sits straight up. What? He is completely cured. And uh, not appreciative of the fact that uh, Jesus is currently touching him. Uh, quit flapping your lips. I'm trying to sleep. Hey, get your meat beaters off me. Yeah. Uh, then Shaggy Tudope makes a few homophobic comments uh, that we will not uh, repeat here. Where the hell am I, anyway? You're in church, numbnuts. This ain't Easter. Let's get the fork, oops, I mean, frick out of here. Sorry, Pastor, didn't mean to soil your virgin ears. But you have no problem being aggressively anti-gay. Seriously, he makes, like, three more homophobic comments after this, like, you just escaped death, dude. Can you just focus on brighter things? Like, why do you yeah. have to just keep bringing this up? Let, let go of the anger. Let go friend. of it. It's fine now. <laughs> Violent J and Shaggy Tudope turn and start to leave the cathedral. I, I don't know who you are, and despite your evil tongues, appearance, and actions, I can't help but feel you are somehow involved in God's holy strategy. Brothers, I will always help you if I can. Jesus sinks to his knees and beseeches God. 
Thank you, Lord, for your generosity and divine intervention. Let's get the fork out of here. He's starting the Judas Priest again. Is that a homophobic comment? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's oh, no. anymore. I'm, I'm, now I'm on guard. I don't know. Uh, Shaggy, too dope, and Violet J step outside, and as they walk in the dark, evil mists coalesce around them. The festivity never stops, eh, brother? Fork it. All I want now is a bottle of Fago. As we discussed in episode 113, Fago is the insane clown posse's preferred brand of soda. A tall Fago and a fatty fat skin. Okay, uh, we think fatty fat skin refers to having sex with a promiscuous woman. I think that's what it is. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> I'd be forking ecstatic if I could remember where I parked our ride. These guys have a car? They let one of these guys have a license? Actually, I wouldn't stop them whether they had one or not, come to think of it, so. I guess, yeah. A fago, a fatty, and a blunt. And uh, the blunt, I guess, would be marijuana. Wouldn't wouldn't that be a fatty? Uh, yeah, my, now that you mention it, I'm not sure. Are they having two? Two, um, two okay. marijuanas, maybe? I'm not sure how they're doing it. <laughs> how many marijuanas are you yeah, having? Really? Clowns? <laughs> Wait, you hear that? Uh, the pair turn around, and from the fog, the two demons from Twisted, that's Monoxide and Jamie Madrox, bleep out and attack. Yeah, the one with the meat hook slashes a Shaggy Toot open and scratches him. You stupid bitch! I just got that forking fixed! Violent J is thrown against a dumpster, and he hits it with a clong. But uh, he's able to alley-oop his attacker into the dumpster in a move that is pretty unlikely for a fellow of his uh, girth, we'll say. Yeah, he must have really great cardio, though, I guess. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, whoever the fuck you are, I'm not in the mood to Jackie Chan right now. Uh, Jackie Chan, real name Chang Kong San, is a well-known martial artist and stuntman, as well as film director, producer, actor, and singer, best known for his role opposite Chris Tucker in the Rush Hour series. Mm, and with a thoom, one of the demons causes a flash of light that tosses debris around. We'll just say that this is Jamie Madrox doing it. What the matter, mortal? Don't you like surprises? Spit! You almost got something in my eye, nutsack! <laughs> Violent J and Monoxide <laughs> tussle, and despite Monoxide being infused with the powers of hell or whatever, Violent J gets the better of him. He tosses Monoxide into some, some sunlight streaming through a window pane, which makes his flesh sizzle. Window pane? I thought they were outside. Yeah, and I, I, I could have sworn this was the middle of the night like a second ago. The, the <laughs> they, moon they was out. outside the church. What's going on? Oh. Uh, Shaggy Two Dope is fighting with Jamie Madrox and not holding his own. And, and he is holding his own. Hey, Dope. Hold up, dog. I got me a neck to chop. I think these bitch boys don't like the light. So Shaggy Two Dope does an alley-oop move of his own, tossing Jamie Madrox into a shaft of light. Where the demon screams and burns. Mm -hmm. Why, Violet J, I believe you are correct. Indeed do. Hell yeah. Ninja light makes things right. Uh, ninja is a term that ICP fans use to refer to one another, and uh, we're just going to leave that there as it is. Yeah, okay, and, yeah that's okay. <laughs> uh, now, the, uh, the twisted demons prepare to leave and say their goodbyes. You've been amusing, but we must say goodbye for now. Where you going? We was just warming up. A light snaps on from a nearby house, and we can see a silhouette of an old biddy with a rolling pin in her hand. Go away, you hooligans! I've already called the police, and they're on their way! Spit. Don't worry, you skinny old bitch bag of bones. The party is moving down the street. Hold up, forkwits. It's time for round two. 
skinny old bitch bag of bones. Uh, see, they're not nice to No. <laughs> oh. And then Monoxide, who has the same voice as the old lady, goes, Oh, no, 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 no! We've had too much fun for one evening! Our work here is done. Now you know that you will never be safe in the darkness again. We'll always be waiting for you. Frankly, that's uh, that's downright comforting. I know, especially Jamie Madrox sounds like a cuddly bear, I'll tell you. It does. Besides, this little tiff was really a diversion, so our brother demons would be sure to accomplish their night's work without any interruptions from you. Diversion? The fuck you talking about? The priest! Inside the church, Jesus is pr- uh, Jesus is praying before a statue of Jesus. Uh, not a statue of himself, but mm. a statue of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. And he's uh, drinking something from a goblet? Yeah. Uh, that place doesn't look too sanitary, does it? I wouldn't just grab any old goblet off the ground to start no, drinking from, I'll no, tell no. you that. Uh, Sealed a, containers only. <laughs> really? Uh, in a voiceover, Jesus says, The light. I see they be moving out of the darkness of my past life and into the light. But the, or are these clouds a sign of coming good or evil? Dear Lord, guide me toward the light and protect me from the darkness of all oh, speed. A final splash page depicts the interior of the church full of monstrous demons converging on the priest. And it looks like the, the floor might be on fire, too. It seems like it. It's bad news is coming up. Uh, a caption reads, to be continued. And we're going to continue that right now mm-hmm. as we go right to ICP, the pendulum number two. This was at an April 2000 cover date. Uh, the second song in this pendulum Playlist is I Don't Care by Insane Clown Posse featuring Twisted. This was actually another rap guru signed to ICP Psychopathic Records. And the two people in the group, guess who they are? Monoxide and Jamie Madrox. Jamie Madrox. Uh, so the song was originally slated for ICP spinoff group Dark Lotus's debut album, Tales from the Lotus Pod, but instead appeared on Twisted's Cryptic Collection Volume 2, released in 2001. And here it is. Say I talk too much, I don't care, I talk too much. Mama say I fell in life, I don't care, I fell in life. Uh-uh. Daddy says I drink too much, I don't care, I drink too much. No people say I'm headed nowhere, and I don't fucking care. Jimmy Johnson's gonna die, Sarah Susie's gonna die. Everybody's dying slow, I don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. I'm only short like 50 bucks, I couldn't get 50 bucks. I could really use some help, you could go and fuck yourself. Ooh. Everybody's gonna die. All right, into the story where uh, we open with the demons grabbing Jesus and all seems lost. Then, Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope call upon the Dark Carnival to lend assistance. It issues forth the Ringmaster, who tells ICP that they owe him one now. Uh, then he proceeds to murder almost all the demons and demolishes the church. Yeah, that was an easy one. Uh, Why not? It was sort of like, the, you know, that's sort of like the... Uh, Whatever that the, the uh, super bomb and defender, where you clear the screen of anything. <laughs> clear the whole screen. <laughs> That's basically what the ringmaster was. So back at the solution compound, the evil man we come to know as Kilnor very soon. Uh, I'm not sure why they keep holding back everyone's name, but that's who he is. He's kept apprised of the latest developments. Kilnor makes a call to the chief of police, whose name is Brennan. He lets the reader know that they're in cahoots, and there's some kind of mutually beneficial arrangement concerning drugs between them. Kilnor suggests that Brennan send the special squad of officers that he supplied to track down the wicked clowns. They're called the Stress Squad. 
Uh, Brennan tells them that they're already on the case and their detective work is not pretty. After the evening's adventures, Violent J and Shaggy Tudope are passed out in a hotel room. We got pizza boxes and bottles of Fago littering the floor, and uh, the special squad of officers is lining up outside their door, just about ready to strike. Oh, dun, dun. That's the big cliffhanger there. We jump to ICP, the pendulum number three. Story's called 50 Bucks, and that's the third song in the series, and it also appeared on Psychopathics from Outer Space from 2000. Yeah, actually, the, the amazing thing about these is not these stories aren't named until like the fourth or fifth one. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see they just start being but so fifty bucks is the name of the song. There is no name for this story as far as we know, but let's check it out. Mama don't like this wicked clown. I might come from the dark side of town. When she's gone and you're alone again, fifty bucks says you'll let the end. What up, player? You know they don't like juggalos over there. Right. 50 bucks says you don't get nothing. Man, let me tell you something. I don't fuck bitches, both sides of the border. Nothing like credit. The millionaire's daughter. Something like 950 something pounds. So, uh, now back to the story. Despite the stress squad arranging outside the hotel room's door, the team actually decides to plant explosives around the room. Inside, Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope see the amazing Jekyll brothers appear on the television screen. Uh, these are the same characters that we saw on the cover of the first issue, and we'll learn even more about them later on. Uh, the Jekyll brothers warn ICP about the explosives being planted and that there are assassins pl also planted right outside the front door. Released from inside the television somehow, uh, the Jekyll brothers burn a hole into the hotel room's floor and successive floors beneath it, which allows all of them to escape the hotel, but not before they spy a fellow named Mr. Gray appearing on the scene. He seems to be an emissary of Kilnor, and he's also like the leader, the, I don't know, commander of the stress squad. Uh, he pops the explosives in ICP's hotel room, which makes that whole floor explode, but they are long gone by them. Yes. Violent J and Shaggy Tudope wind up at the police chief Brennan's house, where they press him for information on this Mr. Gray. Uh, we also see that he beats his wife, which justifies any abuse they heap upon him That's from right. here on. Uh -huh. uh, now, before he can reveal Mr. Gray's position, he's shot in the head by a sniper outside. Violent J and Shaggy Tudope use Brennan's SUV to barrel out of the garage and meet the stress squad head on. And one of them has a rocket launcher. That's right. The stress squad does not violent air Shaggy 2 dope, unfortunately. Yes. But that takes us into the pendulum, uh, ICP, the pendulum number four. Uh, this is the fourth song, and the pendulum is the great show. And a cleaned-up version of this song was used as the entrance music for the professional wrestling stable Oddities in the World Wrestling Federation. It was featured on the album WWF The Music Volume 3 from 
mentioned, uh, these these weren't named initially, uh, or at least the first three. So we have one that has a title. It's Killers in the Mist. And uh, like we mentioned, we didn't forget these earlier. It's just the first time they actually bothered to name it. Yeah. Uh, into the story, ICP escapes the special demon police squad with the help of the Dark Carnival. In particular, the Jekyll brothers show up to toss fireballs at Mr. Gray and the police. Actually, uh, one of them leaves uh, due to not being called uh, sometimes by ICP just to hang out. Uh, but, you know, just one of them does the trick. It's funny that one of them just was like, oh, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. Goodbye. And it's like, yeah. all right, I guess we'll <laughs> get by with just the one guy. So uh, Violent J and Shaggy Tuto roll up on Jesus, who is hanging out in his, in his ruined church. And uh, he wears a purple bandana now, so that's something. Uh, he's angry with the wicked clowns, but they convince him to take a ride with them to Arizona where they have a meeting with their boy. Elsewhere, Mr. Gray presses Kilnor for information about where ICP went. The two of them seem to have an uneasy relationship at best. Uh, Kilnor somehow knows and tells him that they went to Arizona. And Monoxide and Jamie Madrox are on the trail, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arizona is actually where Chaos Comics was headquartered. Before, oh, so there might you have go. something to do with it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> the next issue, ICP, The Pendulum Number 5. Toxic Love is the fifth song on our Pendulum playlist, and also the single for the 2000 Hollow Wicked event. That was a show ICP has held in Detroit on Halloween for many years. Yeah, I believe it still goes on. Probably. This is a tale of misplaced love. A tale of a man searching for that misplaced love in all the wrong places. And how he gets his heart ripped out of his chest and stuck in his face so we can watch it slowly stop beating. Let's listen on and hear how my gumpy friend, Violent J, goes about getting his feelings crushed once again. After three years in a mental asylum, I'm finally out. And I'm fine now, no doubt. Rolling home, I see a bitch on a payphone. She was fat and round and had it going on. She had a name tag on Roxy Carroll. Stepped up to her like, hello. We was kicking it. I said, I got this. It's up on licking it. She said, I'm down for the tactics. Then my hip stood up like a Tucson cactus. I threw her in the back of my jalopy. She was wet and sloppy, but nothing could stop me. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Her head was yellow and smelled like a cheese pizza. I paid it no mind. I stuck my dick in raw and convinced the guard. Okay, this story is called Road Rage, and it begins at a gas station in Kansas where Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope beat up some members of a Nazi gang. This greatly amuses their biggest, most swastika-wearing member for some reason. Uh, Jesus was in the restroom while all that went down. Now, this brings the cops who take the three fellas from Detroit into jail. Meanwhile, some of the cops pull over the Twisted Demon Brothers. Uh, that's Monoxide and Jamie Madrox, naturally. All of the cops die brutally and over the course of several pages. <laughs> Basically, most of the issue is them being eviscerated. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, back in the jail, Violent J and uh, Shaggy 2 Dope are eerily calm about the situation because the Dark Carnival is coming. And now we reach the halfway point, ICP, the pendulum number six. The song here is nothing nothing but a bitch thing. Uh, besides being 
The sixth song in the pendulum uh, is an Eminem diss track originally released on ICP's website and later on Forgotten Freshness Volume 3 in 2001. Bitch boy, motherfucker. I'm them 11 year old groupies believing your bitch, but you ain't fooling nobody, bitch. You a motherfucker, bitch. You ain't never shot at us with no paintballs. Matter of fact, you come get these painted balls, motherfucker. Come get these juggalo painted balls, bitch. You ain't never chased us out of no club, bitch. Yo, a club you ever chased anybody out of was a gay bar, bitch. Straight out of Warren. Bitch, you a joke, sucking so much itch. Yo, fucking lip smoke. With your silly ass pretty boy rap, me mugging and thugging, sitting on Dre Lab. Pull a cab at my door, don't pull it tonight. You shake it slowly, nervous. rises from the ground and, and usurps an entire town. Uh, you can kind of picture what this is. It's an evil-looking circus in, uh, in green. Uh, various evil clowns of every style and shape appear and murder any remaining police. Other people come from miles around and are either murdered by the carnival or their lives are changed forever. Uh, the dark carnival disappears as quickly as it came, which is to say it takes a, a few minutes. We, uh, we should point out that being murdered also will change your life forever. So It might. Either yeah. way, either, it's a life-changing experience. Uh, mm-hmm. But point is, Jesus, Shaggy, Too Dope, and Violent J get away from all this. Kilnar watches it unfold on his monitors and is so enraged he turns into his beastly demonic form. Looks kind of like the devil from the movie Legend a little bit right there. <laughs> uh, the three of them, having made their way to Wichita, Kansas, Violent J, Shaggy, Two Dope, and Jesus, are accosted by Jamie Madrox and Monoxide. Jesus tries to use a crucifix around his neck to ward them off, but it doesn't have any effect. ICP handles their own against the Twisted Monsters, but they are on the ropes. Uh, and Monoxide stabs Jesus through the back with a meat hook, which presumably kills him. Oh! Mm-hmm. ICP, the pendulum number seven. Now, after so many previously released songs, ICP made good with the seventh by releasing three. What Riders Do Fall Money, which featured Full Clip. We also have Who Wanna Flex, featuring Bullet, and I Don't Wanna Die, also featuring Bullet. They were originally intended for solo albums by each member of the group Psychopathic Riders, but the idea was scrapped and they were released with this comic book as the Riders EP CD. Uh, what follows is a one-minute medley of the three songs. Upon a time, I was sitting at a stoplight, counting my cheddar. Ain't shining up the gap, right? Game tight, never caught slipping. Fools pull a pivot, straight set tripping. Hell no, I ain't letting this Why I got out, open their door, we got a side. Chilling in the backseat, pulled out that heat. Heat it to the door, the car coming with me. What? Matter of fact, don't call that. Don't care what time of day you want. Who wanna flex with this killer? Big wheeler, dope man, dope dealer. Wanna flex with this killer, cat pillar, killer, really, 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 really. Who wanna flex with this killer? 
killer, big wheeler, dope man, dope dealer. Who wanna flex with this killer, cat pillar, killer? Really, 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 really. I'm gangster, like Tweety Bird low. Fuck around and get your little bird neck broke. Way behind fast food strap to kill. Hole in your head for that happy meal. Break in your house, then I jump attack. Get the sledgehammer and I thump your back. To make my scratch, I let bullets fly. Cause I'm crooked, like Robert Gibson's eye. You can't see me like tinted glass. Oh, your woman ain't kidding. I don't wanna die. Oh, that. I'm trying to touch the sky. Reaching to the world, reaching to the sky. To the sky. I'm a psychopathic brother. In a black Escalade truck I know you must be thinking What the fuck, but I can I'm like bonk, bonk, squeak Bonk, bonk, swing Dip, bonk, bonk, swing Dip, it's a trip $16,000 Rolex I flex, I'm voting So this seventh issue, the story here Is called uh, Pendulum's Promise this begins with Violent, Jay, and Shaggy 2 Dope. They're unconscious, and Jesus is dead in some field in Wichita. The twisted demons are lurking around, admiring their handiwork. Then they're visited by Jackson. That's J-A-X-X-S-I-N, leader of the Shadow Realm, and technically Jamie Madrox and Monoxide's boss. They were doing contract work for Kilnor, it seems, but he's still in charge for whatever that is. Uh, Jackson explains that the wicked clowns must live, and if they refuse Kilnor's orders, he will make it worth their while. Then, Jackson instructs the twisted fellas to take Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope to the Nether Realm for safekeeping. Meanwhile, the stress squad, led by Mr. Gray, is watching all this unfold through their scopes from the per- perimeter. Someone gets the idea to shoot Jamie Madrox in the head, which, uh, as you might imagine, just makes the demons angry. A lot of the minor demons swarm on Mr. Gray and his boys, resulting in a big and rapid release of bullets. The team is victorious, and Mr. Gray is pretty damn proud. Yeah, he's like, you you fellas did great today. Mm-hmm. Uh, over in the nether realm, Jackson treats ICP and the reader to a whole lot of exposition. <laughs> uh, it's really unbelievable. There's easily 1,500 words here on two pages. I'm, I'm not yeah. kidding. It's unbelievable. Uh, the gist of it is they must disrupt Kilnor's plans for the fate of stuff and things. And uh, Jackson will lend his support however he can. A violent Jay and Shaggy Tudo wake up back in Wichita wondering about what they've just shared. They say he's. They see Jesus's bloody crucifix chain hanging on a plant with a note, note stuck to it, and the note reads, "Meet us at exit four. So the two are off to do just that. And then we head into ICP, the Pendulum Number Eight. Confessions is the eighth song, and this was also included on Forgotten Freshness Volume Three. Father, I confess.
Title for issue eight is Shards of the Looking Glass. Uh, the series begins to really fall apart here. Uh, some of the artwork is uh, is getting pretty rough. Uh, Kilnor is out in the world uh, sniping people from a highway overpass. It's not really clear why he's doing this exactly. Uh, maybe it's just to amuse himself. Uh, elsewhere, Violent J and Shaggy Tudope drive out to exit four. And there they find Mr. Gray waiting for them. Uh Uh-oh. Mr. Gray explains that he was tasked to kill them, but having seen the spooky stuff from yesterday, he's thinking there might just be some bigger fish to fry. He says he'll give Jesus to ICP in exchange for some information. And here is the info dump to end all info dumps. Oh, boy. Three straight pages of recap, juggalo philosophy, and the whole specific reason behind why they've got to stop Kilnor. Uh, We're not going to bother with it for this podcast. (laughs) Suffice to say, Kilnor bad. But if you want to know more, hit us up. I don't want to keep it a secret, but it really is very, it boils down to he's not a good guy. That's it. Uh, Jesus then emerges from a nearby limo looking right as rain. Uh, he was, if you recall, stabbed through the body with a meat hook, but he seems to have gotten over it, so that's nice. Yeah. Uh, he, he then shows Mr. Gray the error of his ways, and now everyone's converting to the Church of the Dark Carnival. Violent J, Shaggy Two Dope, and Jesus get back on track to Arizona for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, Kilnor takes over the body of a Latino gang leader, and thusly, his gang. Uh-oh. And that is eight. Now, ICP the Pendulum number nine. The ninth song is Superstar, which can be found on Forgotten Freshness Volume 3. And uh, this one, I gotta say, it's difficult to say what happens, if anything, <laughs> in this issue. We're going to do our very best to mm-hmm. try to tell you. So, Shaggy, two dope, Violent J, Jesus, and two random women are holed up in a motel room. While most of them sleep, the twisted demons appear without anyone noticing, except for Violent J, who smashes one of them from behind with a folding chair. Twisted explains that they had come to warn them that Kilnor was outside. But having met, been met with violence, now they're going to brawl. For like 12 pages. Yeah. 
I'm Seriously. You, this is like the thing from They Live. It go, it just goes so beyond anything stop. normal. You're like they they're falling inside, they're outside, you know, like no one comes no one comes to watch. Kilnor, I think, has walked away at this point. Like I where are these guys? I'm out here. I got things to do. <laughs> he goes to get a soda, but yeah, he does come like, back. I'll come back later. <laughs> uh it's it's unbelievable. No. Outside, Kilnor is there, and he's uh, very disappointed in Monoxide and Jamie Madrox. Then, Violent J summons a clown head that uh, creates enough diversion so that they can escape into a warehouse. Uh, this uh, clown head is the uh, Great Malenko, who we will uh, learn a little bit more about later on. Now, in the warehouse, our trio escaped the gang members, and uh, also the distress squad is there all of a sudden. I mean, it makes sense, but they just sort of appear out of, like... like we I thought they see. were Mr. Gray's guys. They're, they're, that, that's what I'm saying. So it's like the other cops, the town cops, oh. the Wichita cops were chasing them, but also the stress squad is there too, so everyone's there. Oh, uh, and Kilnor swears vengeance. And then it's uh, almost done now, Chris. Come on now. Oh, hang, <laughs> hang in there. ICP, the pendulum number 20. This 10th song is Are You Wicked? And as far as we can tell, it was only released as a CD single with this comic book. So okay. unique to this comic, folks. <laughs> Tell me are you conscious? Tell me folks wish someone would stop this. Tell me are you feeling? Young folks desperately need healing. Tell me are you aching? Them folks children cold and shaking. Tell me are you ready? Them folks aiming shotgun steady and bang. Passage, and uh, in his Phoenix, Arizona office, Kilnor summons Mr. Gray, who he'd hired to kill Shaggy Tudop and Violent J, and he is very disappointed in Mr. Gray's performance, or I guess lack of performance. That's true, yeah. As uh, Kilnor attempts to kill Mr. Gray, but Mr. Gray counters with plastic weapons that he smuggled through security. Kilnor hulks out into his demon monster form, and Mr. Gray jumps out of a window and parachutes away. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Just saying it is like way funnier than having read a demon. It's great. <laughs> now, uh, Kilnor tries to attack, but the stress squad pins him down with sniper fire. And, of course, a rocket-propelled grenade. A little bit of insurance is always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, elsewhere in Phoenix, Violent J, Shaggy, Two Dope, and Jesus pass by a venue having a Feminem concert. Oh, boy. This is in reference to a beef ICP had with Eminem at the time, and Eminem is shown to be a cross-dresser in this comic. Uh, Violent J beheads Feminem for no particular reason, uh, germane to the story, <laughs> and then calls on the riddle box to give them guidance. Uh, this is that jack-in-the-box from before. It appears illuminated and spinning in the air, but does not open to reveal its big green clown. ICP fans and outcasts from all over town see the riddle box and are drawn to it. They're mesmerized and feel somehow empowered by the riddle box. Violent J takes this moment to proselytize for that old-time juggalo religion, and now there are a lot more converts to the Dark Carnival. 
Boy, we're building up steam. We sure are. <laughs> now, uh, Jackson visits Kilnor, revealing to the reader that they're both fallen angels. And that's about all there is. Uh, just a conversation, and then uh, Jackson storms off. He literally just comes and leaves. He's like, well, I'm going home, and he leaves, and that's all there is. That's it. Uh, now, ICP and their new congregation decide to hit up the strip club. There, some other patrons disagree with the wicked clown's rowdy behavior. So, Violent J and Shaggy Tudob kill them. Kill them right there in the club. Sure, right there. Murder. <laughs> Wholesale. We don't like you guys being rowdy. Okay, then we will kill you. Well, then you must die. <laughs> <laughs> but that was just their warm-up because it is time for the main event. Well, first there'll be the penultimate issue. Right. Where ICP, the pendulum number 11. The 11th song is called Run, and it was featured on, once again, Forgotten Freshness, Volume 3. Yeah, they must have forgotten a lot of freshness to have. A lot of freshness left on the floor, yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of homies, I see that nice. Uh-huh. I gotta kinda wonder if you stick like vice or not. When it gets hot, who stays, who runs, who be holding ground, who be bucking like shotguns. You got a lot of muscle, but they tussle for you. If the dish is going down, will they hustle for you? Tell me if you get a number, then the table switch. Uh-huh. Are you the type to leave them all hanging and run like a runaway boy? second to last issue in this series is called Dia de los Muertes. Uh, ICP, Jesus, and their newfound adherents storm the lobby of Kilnor Industries and kill everyone violently. <laughs> that's all That's that's all that can be said about it. That's it. Jesus is also now wearing clown face paint, incidentally. That's fine. <laughs> he's part, he's part down with the clown. That's cool. So Violent J, Shaggy, Tudope, and Jesus fight their way upstairs, this big skyscraper. Uh, calling on all the powers of the Dark Carnival that we've seen in this series to confuse and murder Kilnor's men. That would be the Jekyll Brothers, the Great Malenko, and the Ringmaster. Mr. Gray and the Stress Squad watch all of this from the nearby building. Mr. Gray says they'll wait to see what unfolds. Kilnor might not be so easy to kill. Well, yeah, no duh. Oh, come on, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Upstairs, Kilnor is in his full beast mode, eating hearts and barking out orders to his cowed minions. They grumble about having to work for a mean boss, but, you know, a gig's a gig. I love, I love how people are just like, oh, man, we got to work for Kilmore. Why couldn't we work for Lucifer? <laughs> he gives you weekends <laughs> off. Anyway, but uh, yeah. ICP, Jesus, and Ringmaster make it all the way to the top floor and face Kilnor, but then he opens a hole in the ground and all of them fall in, destined for the netherworld. And that will take us to the big finale in ICP, the pendulum number 12, the song for this one is called Scanta Claus, featuring ABK or Anybody Killer. This is the final song of the pendulum, and it's featured in the Psychopathic Records compilation Holiday Heat from 2011. Christmas. Check it out. Oh, Rudolph, the mutt owes me money. Uh, Eminem, get ass Easter bunny. And Santa, bitch, recognize the fight. Smoking on that North Pole. I got your gift, a brand new hatchet. Let's see if your back can catch it. This year, Santa Claus get reckless, leaving your neck piece headless. Tell us what you really want for Christmas this year. 
All right, we're heading home and we're heading into the netherworld, which is what our final issue is called. Now, Violent J, Shaggy Tudop, the Ringmaster, and Jesus face Kilnor and his minions in the netherworld itself. Kilnor opens things up with a fire blast at the Ringmaster, but Violent J jumps in front of it. The Ringmaster says now they're even. He then proceeds to murder a few dozen nearby demons. All right, that's good. Sure. <laughs> Mr. Gray and the stress squad show up, primarily to get in everybody's way at this yeah. point. Uh, in fact, while helping Mr. Gray uh, up from a cliff, uh, Shaggy Two Dope is shot in the back. Yeah, it leaves a big chunky hole that basically like a big cartoonish, uh, you know, pit yeah. type hole. Uh, Violent J and Jesus also die in the mayhem, and Kilinor sits on his throne looking pretty satisfied. With his dying breath, Jesus calls upon the Lord for help, and this brings them all of them back to life, good as new. And uh, I guess Twisted seems to be there too now. That's fine, I guess. Yeah. The five of them comprise Dark Lotus, a coalition of the righteous in this comic book, which just so happens to be the name of a spinoff group of the Insane Clown Posse that, oh. that just so happens to include the members of Twisted. Very funny like that. Uh, this is the, the the five of them form, not unlike Voltron, into the shape of a crucifix. Uh-huh. This truly happens, folks. And this kills Kilnor for some reason. That's <clears> it, <throat> folks. The end. That's it. That's it. The that, end. that now concludes ICP. The pendulum. The pendulum. Uh, and we're going to take a break. We're going to think about what we've read. We're going to... Yes, we need to think on this. Digest it. We're going to take it in. We're going to meditate on it. And when we come back, we're going to tell you all about the Insane Clown Posse's spiritualism. You know, we believe in a higher power, you know, very much. And um, I believe that we... I don't know why, but I believe we've been extremely, unbelievably blessed and fortunate. You know what I mean? Um, whatever the higher power is that's blessed us, we call all of it the dark carnival. And so when people come up and say, you've saved my life, I was addicted to this and this and such and such song or such and such album helped me get through it. And I want to thank you to us. We can't accept that credit. You know, we didn't save your life, man. The dark carnival. The same thing that is blessing us. We're sitting here right now talking to you. That's because we're blessed. If you were to pass away, if something horrible were to happen and you or somebody were to pass away and you had to turn your crank today, right now, turn the crank, you know, what's going to pop out? Is it going to be an angel or is it going to be a demon? You know, where's your soul headed if, if God forbid, Somebody were to pass away. Where is your soul headed if you had to turn your own crank right now? Ask yourself. If you turn the crank. You know. You know. You know know how you live your life. Okay, we are done with the pendulum, but now we're going to be talking about the insane clown posse's spirituality. They, you know, we saw them change into a crucifix to uh, slay the uh, nether demon here. Yeah, so what's that all about? You know? <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's get right into this here. You know, right? So the uh, the the dark carnival is a short story collection by Ray Bradbury. It was first published in October 1947 by Arkham House. It was his debut book, and it contains such stories as the Jar and the Small Assassin. No, 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 no. no. No, not not that dark carnival. Uh, To Murder Dog magazine in 2009, Violent J explained, 
the way I see the dark carnival is it's a place where you have all the evil souls that are going to go be going to hell. Some of them may ride the murder go round or the tilt a whirl. Some of them may ride the terror wheel or the tunnel of love. There are all different shows and rides of the dark carnival which will take you to hell. The concept, oh. <laughs> the concept was inspired by a dream of Violet J's, where spirits in a traveling carnival appeared to him. So the spirits that appeared to Violent J in his dream are each revealed in a series of albums called the Six Jokers Cards. Each spirit relays a message through the use of a moral story, tells a parable, if you will. Mm, the Dark Carnival concept was introduced, but not named, on Insane Clown Posse's first album that was Carnival of Carnage in 1992. It is therefore considered the first Joker's card. A representation of the ghetto and the violence that occurs within, it takes the form of a traveling carnival which gets revenge on those who have ignored and capitalized on the ghetto's plight. The card issues a warning against the upper class and government negligence toward the lower classes. All right, so a strong political message is what we have I so think, far. Yes. Uh, the Ringmaster, 1994, the second Joker's card, is the story of the overseer of the Carnival of Carnage. He leads the phantoms of the dead that take the form of the carnival, creatures that fiercely tear doomed souls from their living bodies and drag them down into hell. The ringmaster himself is created through one's own sins, and one of several who will judge whether a soul is worthy to enter heaven or doomed to eternal hell. The third Joker's card, the Riddle Box from 1995, is another entity used to determine fate. Upon death, a soul enters a dark chamber containing a jack-in-the-box on an old wooden table. The front of the box has a painted question mark faded with time, which represents the mystery of your own afterlife. As the handle is turned, a melodic tune begins to play. And if it's the same one from the Halls of Illusion comic book, the song ain't Pop Goes the Weasel. Uh, so much more dark. I forget how it went in that comic, well, sinister, but it was creepy yes. as hell. I do remember that, yes. And when the music stops, the decision is revealed. So uh, the pure will see a vision of God warming their souls as they enter eternal peace. The wicked see an immense fog seeping from the box, stripping their sanity as they witness an image of hell spawned and formed from their own evil, a hideous reflection of their demented souls, end quote, meaning they get what's coming to them. The floor falls from underneath them, casting the doomed into the bottomless pit of hell. And you could learn your riddle box fate before dying by looking inward and change its outcome through good deeds or buying juggalo hockey shirts or whatever it is you have to do. Probably, yes. Yeah. Uh, the Great Malenko, 1997, is the fourth Joker's card. He's an illusionist and a necromancer who acts on dead minds rather than on dead spirits. His purpose is to try to trick individuals into greed and other lesser sins. The Great Malenko is present within every person, and an honorable individual must fight his magic in order to make it to heaven. The fifth Joker's card, The Amazing Jekyll Brothers, came out in 1999, focuses on the nine circles of hell and the morality of man as he is torn between righteousness and evil. Jack, the sinister, and Jake, the just, emerge from the smoke of a candle. The Jekyll Brothers juggle pulsating blood-covered balls representing the mortal life of the dead. For every sin committed, another ball is added. Jack throws Jake curves in an attempt to see a ball drop, and if a soul witnesses Jake drop one of the balls, he will be damned to hell. But I believe that if, if a soul sees Jake touch the ball, he gets a penalty, and he has to go back four spaces. I, 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 so. I have to look I at the so. rules again, but it was something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Souls who see Jake successfully complete the act, they ascend to heaven. 
the, 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 the balls are the things that are around, you know, that the Phantom Stranger carries around. That's right? exactly right. They, they yeah. end up on his neck, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, the concept of the nine layers or circles of hell comes from Inferno, which uh, was written by Dante Alighieri in the 14th century. The sixth Joker's card is the Wraith, a personification of death. The card, uh, the card features two exhibits. Shangri-La from 2002 and Hell's Pit from 2004, which were each given their own album. The Wraith Shangri-La revealed that the hidden message of Insane Clown Posse's music was always to follow God and make it into heaven. Hell's Pit describes the horrors of that other option they keep mentioning. Yeah, so Hell is Hell in the Insane Clown Posse religion. Shangri-La is heaven. Yes. Uh, which is actually true of... What what religion? Some religion had Shang. A lot, yeah, yeah. A few of them. So, uh, so that that should complete it. But then, there was a second deck, and we're currently in the midst of that now. Uh, the album Bang Pow Boom came out in 2009. Was the first Joker's card of the second deck, and the ent- entity here is a continuous explosion used to clear the carnival grounds when they become too crowded with souls of evil people who commit heinous sins such as pedophilia and murder, as well as other sick and demented acts. The Mighty Death Pop 2012 is the second Joker's card from the second deck, describing an entity that targets individuals who take great risks with their lives. The Mighty Death Pop character reaches out to us in a warning to avoid an early death. The Marvelous Missing Link colon Lost and The Marvelous Missing Link colon Found. Two double albums released April 28th and July 31st, 2015, respectively, comprise the third Joker's card. Marvelous Missing Link colon Lost is an entity that Violent J describes as not having God in your life, always being negative, looking at the world through a negative lens, always living in fear and living with hate. The Marvelous Missing Link colon Found, the second part of the card, is in contrast as having been found. The albums fit these descriptions as Lost has dubstep bass beats with lyrics about killing and bombs, while Found has more classic rap beats and comedic uplifting lyrics. So there's that. All right. <laughs> On October 31st, uh, 2017, at Hollow Wicked, it was revealed that the fourth Joker's card of the second desk, the second deck make that, is titled Fearless Fred Fury. And indeed, this was just released relative to the time of this recording. So not too, well, actually just uh, yesterday yes, as yes, we're recording yeah. this, yep. February 15th, 2019. Violent J has revealed that the second deck will conclude, as did the first, with a depiction of heaven and hell told from the perspective of another character. In a June 2010 interview with the Colombian's Alan Scully, Violent J would explain, Sex and violence is the stuff that people are talking about on the streets to get attention. You have to speak their language. You have to interest them, gain their trust, talk to them, and show show them you're one of them. You're a person from the street and speak from your experience. Then, at the end, you can tell them God has helped me out like this, and it might transfer over instead of just coming straight out and... Instead of just coming, instead of just come straight out and just speak straight out of religion. Yeah, not necessarily the great syntactical no, uh, phrase not. there. Syntax but, was a little weird, yeah. But uh, so on, this is the, what we were talking about um, on 2002's The Wraith Colon Shangri La in the song Thy Unveiling. Violent J raps, it ain't got nothing to do with us, it ain't psychopathic records. All we're doing is pointing spit out to you, we in this together. Who's behind the dark carnival, the gatherings and the hatchet? Who's behind Dark Lotus, the circus, and everybody at it? Who invented juggalos and juggalettes and fork and fago showers? What about that feeling you get when bumping our spit? Who's behind these juggalo powers? This ain't no fork and fan club. It ain't about making a buck. 
Don't buy our fork and action figures, Bench. I don't give a fork. It ain't about Violent J or Shaggy, the Butterfly, or Seventeen. When we speak of Shangri-La, who you think we mean? Truth is, we follow God. We've always been behind him. The carnival is God, and may all juggalos find him. We previously stated back in episode 113 that this is when they reveal themselves as evangelical Christians. However... After the, April, uh, after the October 2010 publication of an article in The Guardian claiming Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope were evangel- evangelical Christians and had only been pretending to be brutal and sadistic, sadistic to trick their fans into believing in God, Violent J tweeted from at the real Violent J, he says, I think it's crazy how some press say we're a Christian band and act like we're all religious. I'm proud that we believe in God, but I haven't been to church since I was like 10. I don't even know if Shaggy Tudop has ever been to church. And Christianity Today writer Mark Mooring also challenged The Guardian's characterization, writing that the guys in ICP haven't used the word Christian or evangelical, so let's not call them anything that they're not claiming for themselves. Now, looking into it for ourselves, we here at the Cosmic Treadmill have to say, we were wrong. We found nowhere that either member of ICP claimed to be Christian or suggested it for anyone else. And in fact, there are at least a few instances where Violent J has suggested uh, religious inclusivity. So, apologies to our listeners and the insane clown posse for passing along erroneous information. ICP are pro-God, and I think, you know, themselves may have a Christian bent, but... For spirituality, uh, sure. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily narrow it down to any specific God. Uh, You can maintain your altars to Wonder Woman. It's fine. We sure will, so we're fine. (laughs) There you go. In a 2011 appearance on Attack of the Show, Violent J explained, The Dog Carnival comes from a basic principle of right and wrong. You know, evil and good. That's all. We're just trying to say that there's bad guys out there and that there's good guys out there. We were taught that there's a heaven and a hell, but that's all we were taught. We weren't taught about the Ten Commandments or what's in the Bible and all that. We just want to see good people hopefully go to heaven, which we refer to as Shangri-La. And in a 2002 interview with Craig Markley, Violent J said that God is in your heart. In my definition, it doesn't matter what creed, religion, or group you belong to. If you're doing what's right and are a good person, then you're right with God. Or in their case, some crazy clown-faced monster. Probably. Would be God in that case. Uh, So we know all about that now. We know all about the uh, insane clown posse spirituality. But let me tell you about something else here called Morton's List. There's a game published by Dark Carnival Games, LLC, which calls itself a random reality game. Now, there are a few versions of this game. We're going to go with what is called Morton's Light, colon, 13% colon, an introduction to random reality, which is free from the site mortonslist.com. Uh, This game comes with a 45-page book of instructions and directions and some nice pictures of dice throughout for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, To play the game, you'll need this book, a 30-sided die, which is known as Morton's Boulder, but it's a standard 30-sided die, uh, and at least two other interested friends. Yeah, here are the six steps to the game as described in the book Morton's Life. Uh, Yeah, Morton's List. Uh, Inner Circle. Before playing, anyone new to the game should be made familiar with the rules. All the players will then give an oath that they will perform whatever quest and manipulation rolled rolled for at least one hour. So essentially, they're committing to the game for that amount of time. Those blows not wishing to participate leave the area. All those choose to play become the inner circle. 
Then there's a table master. This is the inner circle randomly determined who among them will become the table master for the duration of the game. The table master is the group's guide and leader. Rolling the boulder. The table master makes two rolls of Morton's boulder. The first is on the hand-picked table, hold on, to receive uh, the inner circle's quest. The second is on Morton's manipulations, we'll get there, to determine how the quest will be manipulated. Before and or during the die rolls, the table master has the option of leading the group in a ceremony called the karmic gathering to instill Morton's boulder with karma. <laughs> the specifics of this ritual are unclear. It seems to refer at times to some jungle juggalo conventions. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, then the winds of change. Here the inner circle discusses the quest manipulation rolled and how to go about accomplishing it. Should there be any moral objections or if it is overly impractical to complete what was rolled, i.e. requiring a car, good weather, too much time or money, or being overly dangerous or unlawful, the table master rolls a different quest and or manipulation as necessary. Uh-huh. Now, the uh, quest, the inner circle makes any preparations, gathers any necessary supplies, and sets forth to complete their quest. And then end time. One hour into the quest, the inner circle's commitment to the game is fulfilled. Those wishing to continue play may do so until the table master declares the quest over. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, so... Uh, the hand-picked table is a list of 30 actions to be carried out, or quests, we'll call them. Okay. Uh, we're of a uh, mixed mind about this, whether to just <laughs> read the titles of all 30 quests or describe a few choice ones. We'll do the first option first and see how it goes. Mm -hmm. the que these quests are called The Window, Volunteer, Primal Hunt, Pleasure Parks. Custom Dictionary, Board Games, Savor the Flavor, Mailbox Express. Friendly encounter, conduct a survey, devise an invention, reality on film. Belly of the crow, intellectual duel, rating attributes, reminisce. Mortonslist.com, primitive arms, martial warfare, skate or die. Creative writing, naked beauty, deep topics, evade the blockade. Web of deceit, all that you like. Neighborhood Patrol, Trash Jackals. I love that one. Yeah. Uh, pa paranormal Activity and Unwanted Favors. Now, if you go into this thinking Morton's List has negative connotations, then uh, you're, you probably think uh, one or more of these quests is some kind of prank or vandalism, and uh, one or more of them are. <laughs> but a, a spot check of the details proves most of these deeds can be downright clean. Pleasure Parks, for instance, takes the inner circle to an outdoor natural park. Yeah, Mailbox Express, which I definitely felt was going to be some destruction of mailboxes in some way. Uh, yeah. Uh, it actually prompts the inner circle to write letters of a more or less positive nature. Hmm. Nice. Belly of the it is very nice. Uh, belly of the crow means it's not the right time to play Morton's list, and the game is dropped entirely. Intellectual duel invites the inner circle to formally debate a topic. <laughs> Okay, so the second roll, though, uh, that, that we just did the first one. The second roll, th this one paints the full picture. It's uh, called Morton's Manipulations, and there are also 30 of them, and we'll read them to you now. We got Hollywood Havoc, Symbiotes, Document. Carry a Shocking Object, Critical Acclaim, The Whole Truth, Flipside. Superfusion, Ground Zero, Endangered Species, Pied Piper. 
Table Lieutenant, The Crow of Normality, Emperor's Clothing, Soundtrack. Pirates of Plunder, Lucky Star, Get Your Head Right, Free Thinkers. Orderly Conduct, Path of the Left, Mitosis, and Freebie. Stay Strapped, Secret Coalition, Peep No Evil. Illusions of Nobility, States of Being, Gold Fever, and The Window. And this is where we learn the ways in which the inner circle must complete the quest. Sort of paints the quest with a concept or specific action. Uh, and this could be something diabolical and wicked, but for the most part it's pretty silly and innocuous. For example, uh, Ground Zero merely means the inner circle has to go somewhere else. Hmm. Pirates of Plunder directs the inner circle to steal any free items in the area. You know, stuff like matchbooks, local newsletters, and phone books are specifically mentioned. Orderly conduct suggests that the inner circle hold free elections to determine a style of government that appoint representatives. There you go. Uh, now, number 13 in this case is a crow of normality, and that means that there's no manipulation applied to the quest. Now, it would be disingenuous, however, to claim that the whole thing is all shoots and ladders. As you can imagine, uh, much of how these quests are carried out is really subject to individual interpretation. Uh, we got Neighborhood Patrol, for example. This one, quote, empowers the inner circle to step outside and make the local streets safe for citizens. Now, this specific quest has gotten some Morton's, lister, Morton's Listers into some hot water. Yeah, it's some troubles, but nothing horrible. No one has gotten hurt or to jail that, I, that we could find out, but yeah. uh, you can see how that might be interpreted by some people. For sure. <laughs> uh, Web of Deceit, for example, from the handpicked table, encourages the inner circle to stage a hoax. That could also get dicey, yeah. yeah. No pun intended. Uh, and then from Morton's Manipulations, uh, Path of the Left. This tells the inner circle to be rude, insensitive, and evil, while stay strapped means one member of the inner circle is selected to carry a weapon of some kind. Yeah, you know, this is starting to look right. a little darker now. Uh, it's getting there. But still, it really is up to the interpretation and character of the people playing Morton's List. Uh, when you read this book and how official it attempts to be, you really get the idea that it's a semi-organized way for kids to goof off and that it was probably created by kids for kids kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, this covers Morton's Light, mind you, though. The full game, which is purchasable via the site in a roundabout way, is a 402-page book and requires an additional six six-sided dice. Wow. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> so there <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> we didn't stutter there. Six of them. Oh, boy. Uh, in August of 2001, Morton's List was banned from Gen Con, which is the biggest tabletop gaming convention in the world. A history from the creators of Morton's List posted to everythingsquared.com in 2006 would explain... Plans already in place to debut Morton's List to the gaming market at Gen Con, the country's largest annual gaming convention. It was then in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That August would disrupt it. Ads and booth space had already been purchased when Wizards of the Coast, the owners of the convention, told Dark Carnival Games it could not sell, it could not demo or sell Morton's List at Gen Con. The reason given was that Morton's List contains real-life magic spells in violation of an obscure wizard's guideline meant to cater to the religious right. They also cited concern about an interview earlier that year where the authors discussed possible ways an inner circle could interpret a quest called Neighborhood Patrol. In the interview, the authors stated that some players might decide to call the police if they discovered suspicious activity, while others may decide to emulate the vigilante tactics of the Guardian Angels, making citizens arrests. Mm. 
He continued, Wizards refunded the money for booth space, but the ads had already gone to print and were not refunded. With thousands of dollars tied up in Gen Con, but no official Morton's List presence, fans of Morton's List decided on the controversial tactic of playing up the situation by creating and disseminating tens of thousands of colorful flyers, blanketing the convention center and all parking facilities within a two-block radius. The flyer front sparked interest with a graphic of Gen Con and a, with a circle and line through it and the word banned. The back explained the situation as it happened and railed against Wizard of the Coast for unnecessarily de dealing such a huge blow to an upstart gaming company for no good reason. By the end of the four-day event, most Gen Con attendees had seen the flyer and staff members were, at, were tasked to remove them. This publicity stunt catapulted Morton's list into infamy, causing it to appear on the national blacklist of companies banned from conventions. Struggling to find distributors who would touch such a controversial game, Dark Carnival Games was facing a crisis. He goes on, a new, hope, a new Hope appeared at Hot Topic, a national chain of mall stores catering to the perfect target, target, target market. Uh, Morton's List was accepted and distributed to Hot Topic nationwide after a highly successful trial period in select stores. In its first two weeks, the game flew off the shelves, causing a senior West Coast VP to contact Dark Carnival Games and state that he had rarely before seen such sales and never from an unheard of company. Disaster struck again in early 2002, shortly after 9-11, when a concerned parent complained about a game's, the game's content to the store her son purchased it from. The complaint quickly led Hot Topic to remove Morton's List from sale, listing bomb-making and illegal firearm procurement as two activities in the game, making it too controversial to sell. It should be noted that illegal firearm procurement is in no way mentioned or suggested in Morton's List. And although bomb-making is covered, the bombs are on the magnitude of children's fireworks. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> Nothing dangerous about be that. Be cool about it, guys. Uh, he goes on in response to this. This financial blow, the loan taken out to finance Morton's List was bought off. The following three years were spent growing the fan base. The advanced rules supplement 360 degrees of the inner circle was released in 2002. Fan websites began to appear and a true community of inner circles developed. Dark Carnival Games made official appearances and began appearing at gaming conventions around the Midwest. During 2006, all Dark Carnival Games operations were taken over by the Superior, Superior Core Group, LLC, a conglomerate that bought all Morton's List intellectual property and assets. The reorganization was agreed upon by all managing members of Dark Carnival Games and set a stage for further growth. Morton's List was removed from the convention blacklist, and the first karmic gathering all-Morton's List event was held in October 2006, drawing players from as far as Alaska and Florida. In 2007, Morton's List returned to Gen Con and has been maintaining a presence there while expanding into other gaming and anime conventions across the Midwest. In 2012, physical copies of the game were withdrawn, and this Morton's Light version was made available online. The full books are available from Amazon and through third-party sellers. Uh, we wouldn't be surprised if there's a particular third-party seller that was closely affiliated with uh, Dark Carnival Games. Yeah, that's a little bit know, of the action here. Kind of linked right from the site. They kind of wanted you to look at a certain, uh, you know, seller. <laughs> so, 
But uh, so why are we talking about Borden's list during this episode about the insane clown posse, right? This is what, what do they have to do with yeah. each other? Well, because one of the game's three creators, Robert Bruce, is the older brother of Violent J of ICP. Indeed, oh. he's jump steady. At one time, the third member of this rap group, check out episode 113 for those details, and also the guy who came up with the story but did not write the script or plot for the Pendulum comic books that we just went through today. So it all, mm. it all comes together, Chris. You see, it's very neat. It's really yes. like a, a whole circle here. Uh, <laughs> the game debuted for sale at 2001's Gathering of the Juggalos, which is a yearly convention for fans of the Insane Clown Posse and its trappings. And it was ICP's label, Psychopathic Records, that bailed out Dark Carnival Games in 2001 from that loan that they were under. And of course, the parent company is called Dark Carnival LLC. If that wasn't <laughs> also a clue. For sure. Now, despite claims that people have been arrested in the act of or due to playing Morton's List, we could find no evidence to support those claims. We did find, however, that this game, this is a game enjoyed exclusively by Juggalos, and that regular players of Morton's List have formed a kind of upper echelon for themselves, uh, an inner circle, if you will. Uh Uh, So we've covered the history of the Insane Clown Posse, and now the spirituality and dogma of the Juggalos, but we're not quite done with the ICP comics yet uh so next time we will cover all of the controversies Ooh, and there are lots of them including that uh beef with eminem which yes that went on had several uh smelly layers to it as i recall Mm -hmm. much like an onion much like a peeling back an onion but it Uh, won't be next week it will not be next week somewhere down the line it's going (laughs) to be in the future like you know we we we, it was 20 weeks uh in between this and the last one so it'll be a little while till the next one again but uh we will get through all of that. I think there are, like I said, I think there's there's one three-part mini and then a one-off called Hollow and Wicked. Single. Yeah. And I think that'll, that'll then do our time for ICP. But if you have any more that you'd like to add, any comments about this uh, series, or if you want to talk a little bit about uh, the dogma and whether that's right for you and your family to become an uh, adherent to the Dark Carnival, you can write to us at weirdcomicshistory at gmail.com. And we do have a Patreon where we do put out three patron-exclusive shows per month. Uh, one of them is a little body, and uh, uh, that's over at patreon.com slash Reggie. If you like what we do, consider chipping in five bucks. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll arrange a uh, Morton's List uh... event. Yeah, if we get enough people, we'll all do a Morton's List we'll do one a Morton's day. List. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Cosmic History. You can also find us on Instagram at Cosmic Teamill. We're also on Twitter, same thing, at Cosmic Teamill, and I'm on Twitter at Reggie Reggie. I'm at Ace Comics. You can check out all of our little, you know, I never get this one right. I always stumble <laughs> over this one. You can, <laughs> you can we'll check to, out. We'll, we'll have to change it up a little bit, Chris. That's maybe okay. we will. Maybe we will. But uh, you can check out uh, newer writings on DC Comics and recordings, of course, over at WeirdScienceDCComics.com. You're still doing your Lois, uh, or yeah, maybe that's yeah, on hold now. Huh? I, might, I might have to put it on hold for a while. But I'm still, <laughs> I'm still we're still reviewing DC Comics, and uh, you do the Titans, I do Aquaman and yep. some other ones, so... <laughs> Check that out, and Chris is still updating his personal blog every day. Chris is on InfiniteEarths.com. He's got a repository of over well over a thousand uh, DC comics from all over the you know many years, eighty years that it's been in operation. But lately, it's been Action Comics Weekly, one issue mm-hmm. per week till you get through them all. So it's going to become an yep. awesome archive. I definitely. Uh, think of people that, that want to reminisce over that or haven't ever read it. This is your supreme chance to check it out over at Chris on InfiniteEarths.com. 
Certainly. And you can check out the show site at chrisandreggie.com where we put all of our stuff. So you'll be able to get the show notes. You'll be able to get that poster of uh, all the uh, CD backs or the CD, whatever we were calling them, the... The, uh, yeah, the, the, card, the sleeves, cardboard That's sleeves. That's the sleeves yeah, is the word. Is. Yes, yeah. we'll have that there for you. And uh, you can also check out a chronological listing of all of our programming. That's Cosmic Treadmill, Weird Comics History, the solo shows, all that good stuff. It's all there for you, easy to find at chrisandreggie.com. And while you're there, if you're uh, up top, feeling a little chilly, you want to maybe get some new T-shirts for the upcoming spring and summer season, Click that banner and go over to 80stees.com. See if there's anything you like. If there is something you like, if you buy it after having clicked the banner, you put a little dough in our pockets, you put a little bit of dough or more dough in their pockets, <laughs> yes. and uh, you, you get yourself some pretty cool T-shirts. Uh, you know, we uh, partner with them because we think that we really think you guys will dig what they have. They have a lot of different designs. So check it out. Hit that banner and uh, hook it up. Absolutely, and a uh, big thanks to our good friend Toby Hagen for the suggestion. It's uh, definitely not a comic. I think either of us would have read on our own. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the best kind, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. This takes Absolutely. us so way out of our wheelhouse that it forces us to really learn something new. And I'll tell you something: for a for two people that probably couldn't name an insane clown posse song, if our lives depended on it. <laughs> We know an awful lot about the insane cloud posse, right? <laughs> I, I mean, uh, you got to hear me say what Rye does do for, do for money today. So. <laughs> you probably never thought you were going to say that in your life. That's a string of words. I'm not even sure it's words, but it's a string of things that I've never You've thought now, would come out of my mouth. You have done it. You have now done it. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. It, it is definitely, it's a cool new experience. And, you know, Absolutely. it's... Uh, you know, in context, we're having a good time with this stuff. So, uh, like I said, there's more to come. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that's all we got from this week. Chris, got anything else for him? Nope, that'll do it. Well, until next time, folks, I want you to keep it on the treadmill, wicked clown style. See ya. Oh, my goody, look a chicken. Keep your money. Here's a ticket. Hold up, keep your kids out here. They too young to play in there. Step right up, now strap them in. Lock it tight under his his arms up to his side It's gonna be a helly ride Now if you misplace an item Psychopathic sure to find him If you lose your nugget, yo Hatchet ain't responsible Look